What up, everybody? This is Jason Lee, and this is Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. And I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Your boy, Giovanni. Hold on. So listen, before you do anything, please put your penis away and uh, <laughs> turn Pornhub. Porn you get it together. What is the porn site that you go to again? Pornhub. Xvideos.com. Put your Xvideos aside for a second and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, Come on, get it together. You got one job. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Spotify the, the, Google Play. Wait, the shit that you were going through earlier is now... <laughs> Fleeted its way over to me. <laughs> okay, so yeah, go to just download us everywhere iTunes and YouTube, start there and then go over to Google Play and Spotify. But anyway, what's up, Melissa and Gio? How are both of you? I am blessed and highly favored. Why do I feel like I haven't seen both of you in a long time? I just saw you on Sunday. We were eating a whole lot of meat. There's <laughs> <It was> a pause. <laughs> For, those, for, you for those of you that have been on the comments asking us what church we went to and to send you pictures that we actually made it, <laughs> oh, let no. me just tell all of you that I feel very blessed. I am blessed. God is shining his light on me truly every day. Thank God. Mm -hmm. And last week, I really felt the spirit of being thankful and going to a church mm -hmm. to fellowship with my fellow Christians. And I asked both of my friends here, come with me to church, please. And friends are supposed to help each other be better people. Gio didn't even answer. But you both said you were coming. You didn't even answer. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you were hungover. No. I live in, I'm standing in Lawndale right now. There is, there's, there's way of commuting from Lawndale to here. Yeah. Um, you mm. didn't even answer your phone. So mm. you clearly didn't care. You didn't give a fuck about God that day. <laughs> wait, no, wait. You're not going to do that. <laughs> you did care about my Jesus. Jesus was on the main line and you did not even tell answer. Him what I want. No, Listen, but you couldn't tell. I got you, online and watched it for my good old. Okay, that's run. not true. But anyway, you mm. didn't show up. Happy Father's Day, by the way, because it was Father's Day. Thank you. So you should have been in the house of the Lord praising <laughs> your father. Happy and Melissa, well, you, yes. well, I, I, you are my son. So. But let me tell you, how, who is? Oh, please, <laughs> you call me daddy. But you know, Melissa, you're not even. You're no better. I because you manipulated your way out of it. I said I would take y'all to lunch after church. That mm -hmm. was the deal: church and lunch. Mm -hmm. You said She's she was there. too far away, and I will come if you want me to. I have to shower, and it's going to be a journey to do it. But. You made me feel guilty, so you guilted me into uninviting you. I'm sorry. But still got the meal. But you didn't go. Well, I wasn't going to go by oh, myself. Oh, you ain't worth a goddamn. <laughs> you ain't shit. You didn't go. Listen, we prayed from our plates at the I got, seasons. I got down on my knees and I said, Lord, I knew these two heathens were going to let you down. <laughs> well, when you, when you get back. Yes, when I get back. So yes. I'm leaving uh, Thursday. Two more days I'm leaving for. Atlanta. Atlanta for a while Hot now. Atlanta. 24 days. Mm -hmm. Well, good for you. I mean, yeah, it's great for me. I mean, but it's 24 days in mm. Atlanta. Mm. You're going to have fun. So I called Tommy from Love and Hip Hop and I asked her for security because I said, I'm not going nowhere without anybody. That's, mm. tell Tommy I say hi. Yeah, oh, she's in Paris for her birthday. Whoa. She woke me up this morning cussing me out. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are you cussing me out? Mm -hmm. Apparently, my. My team posted happy birthday to her and added four years to her birthday this oh, morning. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Tommy, you beautiful, baby. Well, she said she's 30. I don't know, Tommy. That's a goddamn lie. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and I love you, Tommy. If she's 30, you're 30. I'm 32. Well, <laughs> she said she's going to show me papers. So, Tommy, get them papers ready. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, so I, I take Melissa and a friend of mine to Four Seasons Brunch this Sunday. And, you know, I'm like, whatever. We eating and we talking and we talking and we eating and everybody's there. And that bill coming, that bill was a little inflated. Mm. It was $500 for breakfast. Mm. Oh, that's a, woo! <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah. For breakfast? Mm. Well, it's the Four Seasons brunch that happens every Sunday, but I think that they tacked on a little bit, you know, extra, because it was Father's they Day. They had extra meat. Yeah, they definitely did have a lot of meat there. If I'd have been in, that bill would have been easily 700 
Mm. Yeah, what if? Yeah. yeah. Which like, I'm the only father. I'm the only parent. I should have got an invite to that. It was basically like were, 150 <laughs> per person. You were invited to church and then lunch. You chose not to come. Mm. But you guys so I don't want to hear anything it. about you. You know, you, you have an issue with the luxurious lifestyles that no. we live. I get it. No, no. You guys still gallivanted to brunch. And you've groomed your, and you've groomed your followers. I live across the street from you, man. Wait, groom my followers. You groomed your followers <laughs> to believe in your victimized every time we don't invite you anymore. Uh, but that's because you choose not to show up. Uh, and you even let God down. <laughs> Geo, own it. You did not answer. You were just, just. Probably. You know why? I, I'm going to tell you why. Because mm. him and his deaf ass girlfriend was laying in the bed and she oh couldn't hear it God. ring. That's. <laughs> For everybody that's been sliding my DMs, I do not. Have a deaf girl. I don't know what the fuck you said, but now it's flooded with. Gio, you showed us her video. You said but I didn't. It. Say, I said she wants to have sex with me. Do you know how many shows? Just for the listeners listening, this is an uncensored show, but we have had to edit some of the shows because <laughs> we go off on tangents about this deaf girl. She's just sitting around bobbing her head to a beat she can't hear, and that's your girl. She that's can feel not, it. You're not going to start that rumor, Jason Lee. He already did. It's already been started. You showed us the video and she's a stripper, which, by the way, I need to go watch her strip. <laughs> it's not my girl. But anyway, moving on. Just tell her to keep dancing to the beat. I had a great Father's Day. My my baby girl got her, her driving permit. I'm getting old, man. What's going on with your hair? What's happening right now? Did you put any conditioner no, in there? No, not at all. Shit's gone from I was, red I was, to pink to lavender. My last dish, well, my... I was shooting it's like two rose days ago. gold right now. now it's yeah, like the color so they of my have, phone. They have to re-diet again tomorrow. Uh, Let me live. Uh, God, get, nobody gave Jamie Foxx hell when he was in, when he was shooting Django. Mm. That was a major motion picture mm. with um, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know <And> what? Samuel <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Doesn't goddamn matter. Anyway, my baby girl got a driver's permit. Congratulations, Marie. She's looking a little grown on your Instagram. Yeah, she's she's but she's yeah she's a little mature. You better stay on it. Oh, she's a great girl. She's a great girl. That's my best friend. She talk yeah. about everything. So tell Melissa and our mm -hmm. listeners what you said when you were drunk at Hookah. I was there with a friend, and you had said something extremely hilarious that I think you should share with our public. What did I say? Okay, so you were you you. you I was there with a friend, and you've run into me a couple of times recently with different people. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said, this... "Do you remember what you said?" No. You said you got more niggas than me. I swear oh. to God. <laughs> 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 Yo, what, you, fucking, you, fucking you said bitch. that You fucking bitch I hate you but, You caught Listen First let me tell you One goddamn thing I was First fucking, and fucking foremost I was drunk as shit And it came out The wrong say, way You know it what they say About the, liquor It's no, truth no, serum no, no no Get the fuck oh, mm. We're gonna edit this out Jason no. Jason, Jason, Jason Wait listen Jason. All, I'm, all I am Is recounting My weekend <laughs> recap <laughs> And that was a, That was a pivotal moment In no. our friendship When I realized That we both Um we're in competition with each I other. I meant to say you got more niggas than bitches. <laughs> and that shit came out. And when I said it, I said, he gonna bring this shit up uh -huh. and never let me live it down. Nope. Melissa. What? Fuck you, Jason. Moving on. How was I your no week? No, thank you. No homo. I mean. <laughs> How was your week, Melissa? Uh, well, I went to go see my friend. Melissa, I got more niggas than you, too. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, yes, you do. Yes, you, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yes, you do. Uh, how was my weekend? Um, I yes. went to see my friends at uh, Beauty Lounge Med Spa. They keep asking for you to come. Fuck them. Like, what about me? They, you are invited. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, All I they're going to do is go up in your ass and clean your colon out. <laughs> they... <laughs> 
They want to bring. They want us all to come. So everybody is invited. Um, but they are amazing. I was just looking at my skin in the mirror, and I was just like, "You look uh, good today." Thank you. I was just looking. At, this was like last week. I was looking at my skin. I was like, "This is unacceptable." I just had like from traveling. My pores were. It just was nasty. Um, but they 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 took very good care of me. Lots of microderm abrasion, laser treatments, and I'm I'm right as rain now. So thanks, guys. Do you guys smell me at all in here? No, man. Do you smell me? You don't smell me. Okay, so listen. I have to tell you, I did the stupidest shit the other day. You want to know what I did? <laughs> Hold on, I need a prop. Let me take off my shoe. Oh, and I also went to Santa Monica to like my little hideaway where I like to go and hide from the world and and write and stuff. So this week I bought a new shoe. Oh, that shit is. Are nice. those the Balenciagas? No, these are not the Balenciagas. These are the off-white Nike Zoom Fly shoes. Those shoes is hard. Okay, but listen, these shoes cost $900, but before I get into the cost of the oh shoe, let me explain God. to you. Wait, those are Nikes for $900? It's a Virgil Abloh um, collaboration with Off-White. So yeah, it's a special shoe, but it's $900. But let me tell you what makes it $900. Okay. This little thing right here. It talks. <laughs> this. Oh. This little thing. You know, hey, listen, I'm 40 years old, people. I don't sit around and read on the, the fucking tag. culture every day. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on live and I'm talking about my shoes. I'm like, yeah, I got new shoes. So I'm showing my different shoes. And I say, hold on, I'll be right back. And I go to the kitchen and I get a pair of scissors and I come back and I cut this cord off. And People on Instagram literally fucking just went ape shit. They were like, this dumbass motherfucker just ruined the shoe. This apparently is like the red bottom to a Louboutin. So cutting this is like painting your red bottom blue. And wow. that's the reaction. Let me see have. that. No, this is a $400 shoe right here. Let me, you just said nine. 400 well, and four, 450, 450, oh, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So anyway, so I cut it. So I was able to salv salvage the cord by reinserting it in the thing. Uh-huh. But I kept the, kept the receipt, so I figured, I didn't know the big deal. Like, does, is it really a big deal? These are dope. Uh, They're not comfortable. <laughs> it's a big deal. I mean, to these sneakerheads, it's a big deal. I guess so. I don't wear sneakers. So I, I, was gonna, I was going to go and return it to Flight Club and say somebody cut my cord on the way out. That's hysterical. They probably wouldn't have gone for it. So I'd kept the other piece, the rest of this cord. I now use it as a toothpick. <laughs> do they like, fog up? No. Does the sh do the shoes fog up? Because they're kind of like no. You put your foot in them. You know, you put your foot in them like every other shoe. But are they? Is that transparent? Can you see through it? I don't know. It's all white on the inside. Can you put your hand in there, Jason? Because it's an off-white shoe. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, see through. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's, listen. It's a. You can see. Yes, it's a nice well, shoe. You couldn't tell if it fogged up, anyways, because it's fucking opaque. <laughs> this ain't no goddamn Instagram filter. Listen, this Melissa. is a high-level conversation we're having here. But anyway, uh, shout-out to Off-White and Nike for this amazing shoe. I wore it yesterday, and it was so damn cute I wore it today. But I'm thankful that I was able to salvage this because I would look really stupid if people walked up to me and asked me if this was a real Off-White shoe. Is the, on, is the tag only on that one shoe? It's only on this one shoe. Mm. But the way I cut it, I literally cut it like it was just a cord that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and the people went crazy. Mm. Away with this piece of shit. Anyway. Well, those are nice. Okay, so before we even go any further, I want to stop and acknowledge um, XXX Tenstacion, who passed away yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, people will hear this. It's uh, probably going to be a week later, but um, he, he got shot apparently um, in Florida, where he was from. Mm -hmm. and, a motorcycle dealership. As he was sitting in his car. So mm -hmm. sending condolences to his family and fans. Um, yesterday was a crazy day. It was one of those days where... There was literally so much going on on Instagram between him being murdered and the stuff at the borders mm -hmm. and just Another everything. Rapper. I had to log out yeah. mm -hmm. because it was just overwhelming. And, and shout out to my team who, 
you know, kept the coverage rolling and just posting everything that they could. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a lot of criticism for posting his body in the car. Well, here's where the where the criticism really should start is the people actually videotaping it at the time. Like I asked the question, like, was anybody checking his pulse? Did anyone perform CPR before they picked up their phones to capture this man in his last moments? I mean, that shit is crazy. Like, how, how is it that we as a society think like that at this time? Because you know what we I mean? have Boont Gang running around pulling pistols on people in interviews. But that's the culture that we have now. Lil Tay, she had deactivated her nine-year-old uh, Instagram account. And she came back to send her condolences. But the thing that I thought was, you know, although I personally didn't share it, I supported it being shared because I, what it did is exactly what we aim to do, and that's create conversations. We created conversations about should it be posted, should it not be posted, uh, what, you know, uh, you know how gun violence, the whole, the conversations were all over the place mm-hmm. yesterday in terms of the picture being posted. I deleted it after about 12 hours because mm-hmm. I felt like, okay, now on a personal level, we l- allowed the conversation to ensue and now we're gonna take it down, you know, out of respect for his family and everybody mm-hmm. else. But, you know, people, they, they were going in, and this is what I would say to you, we don't make this news. Mm-hmm. We report it. Mm-hmm. We don't create the fight between Takashi and Chief Keith and him in bed with the baby mama. Mm-hmm. We don't create the Woe Vickies and the Little Tays and the Boot Gangs. You all create these monsters. This is the world that has been created via social media and what's happening now. We report it. So if you don't like what you see, be a part of that change. Stop. Check the pulse of a person. Mm-hmm. Do CPR. A nurse came out and, and released a statement saying she was just mortified mm-hmm. at watching this happen because she said that those moments, there are critical seconds that could change the outcome of a person being shot. Having mm-hmm. been a gunshot victim, I understand that. Mm-hmm. And um, But you can't get mad at the people that tell the stories. You have to stop becoming the story or help to change the culture and the environment that we live in, and everybody is a change agent, so that way we don't have to keep reporting it. Yeah, I mean, the reality of the situation is you can see in the comments people saying, take this down, don't post this shit, blah, blah, blah. But the views were in the hundreds of thousands. On on other pages, they were in the millions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, if you're a contributing factor to what it is you're complaining about, you really have no voice. You have nothing to fucking complain about. You know what I mean? Let's go a step further. The guy that they said killed him, Mm -hmm. soldier.kid, is his Instagram. He just disabled it or it's Mm -hmm. been deleted. He went from... 80,000 followers to 200-something thousand last night. Are you night. fucking wow. kidding me? So not only, and had over 200,000 people telling him to go fuck yourself in this and that comments on each photo, but here's the deal. You're going to his page and you're commenting. Then you're following him. Mm-hmm. You're engaged. And I won't lie. I went back to his page probably 10 times last night just to keep the news going mm-hmm. to follow what was happening because he had posted a photo with fans of now saying is an admission that he killed the boy. And I think what's what's so crazy is that we live in a society now where that is what gets the clicks. Mm-hmm. That is what drives the types of businesses that we are in is this type of drama. But what you have to understand, people behind Hollywood Unlocked, behind the social media, behind the website, behind all of that, there are people who have families, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, who have feelings and who are upset by what they're seeing but have an obligation to yeah. share to create these conversations. And so... You know, I found it very interesting that people were really upset and they were on my Instagram yesterday and they were going off and this and that or you're messy or this and that. The other thing that really um, that was really interesting. I'm going to tell a personal story. So I've Mm -hmm. only met this kid one time and we Mm -hmm. exchanged numbers. I met I met him at the Pretty Little Things party. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I brought Floyd. He was there. He saw Floyd. He was at Diddy's table. He saw Floyd. He came over and uh, with Alyssa, who works for Hollywood Unlocked, mm-hmm. and she introduced us, and he wanted to meet Floyd really bad. Mm-hmm. So I introduced them, and I didn't know the kid was only 20 years old. Mm-hmm. I thought, because he's very wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of his videos now have resurfaced, and people are sharing his views and his thoughts, and a lot of it, to me, reminds me, it's reminiscent of how Tupac used to just go on rants or talk about life and just the depths of... Um, controversial topics you but know? also talk about the fact that he didn't uh, he didn't think that he was going to live very long That's which was what similar the, to what tupac did exactly yeah and mm-hmm. tupac was only what 25 when he died 25 26 20 okay he was like he was 25 about yeah. yeah, but he was young and mm-hmm. the point i was making is that yesterday i you know, once i once i heard that he had died i was at i was literally at the doctor's office going to get my blood work done mm-hmm. and i searched my phone because i never delete funk i still have the messages with q from world star the day before he died i mm-hmm. never Delete that. But I had woke up yesterday morning with a vision. And I swear to God, this is crazy. Out of all the things I could have been dreaming about, Beyonce on the run, mm-hmm. Wild and Out coming up, this mm-hmm. show. I had a vision that Takashi 69 got murdered. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up and I text DJ Bling, who's Floyd's uh, DJ. Mm-hmm. And I said, put me in contact with Takashi. Mm-hmm. I, I want to interview him. I want to talk to him. I want to just, you know, see if I could have a conversation with him that inspires people. Mm-hmm. Then I hear XXX die. So I search my phone. I find XXX's, mm-hmm. uh, he's in my phone. It's X, but mm-hmm. uh, I think, or XXX. Anyways, I, I looked at his message. And the last thing I said to him that he read was, your story is going to change lives. Mm-hmm. And I feel like part of the story was him dying yesterday. That's going to have an impact. Because you start seeing all these rappers that consume Xanax and lean and, and talk about killing each other and doing this. All of them sounded off yesterday mm-hmm. saying, wow, this yeah. is crazy. And I know the impact that my brother's, death had on my life and mm-hmm. so even Takashi was saying maybe I troll too much maybe I'm doing too much I apologize maybe, you know it death does a funny thing of making you look at yourself but yesterday was a weird day yeah and it was just emotionally exhausting so um I so my point is I took the message and I posted on Instagram and I was just like yo like this kid that was special he had a vision uh, he would call and be very positive about what he wanted to do the influence he wanted to have on on hip-hop on on kids and I, that's why I didn't think he was 20 years old, because he was so smart in terms of what vision he had for his own life. But he felt like he didn't have the right avenues to move his message out. Mm-hmm. So I posted that and people were going in about clout chasing this and oh, this and this. And he didn't even like you and he didn't respond. People online are miserable. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't fuck with social media like that. Mm-hmm. Because in the midst of you could why not? Tag all your friends in a message that's positive to say, hey, we got to do better. Hey, let's do that. All people wanted to do yesterday was be critics. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's sad and it's insane that that's the world we live in. But the exhausting part of yesterday wasn't just what we were reporting. It was all the conversations around what was happening. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of conversation about, um, you know, whether or not we should deify him, you know, basically turn him into a martyr because he's passed away because of his... Um, cur- you know, c- because of what was his current <clears throat> legal troubles, you know, and the domestic violence <laughs> charges that were against him. I mean, like, That's the you know, I, you. yeah, I didn't know um, really anything about his, um, his legal problems. I couldn't name you a song that he'd sang. Honestly, mm-hmm. it just amazing. Not Kanye gave him praise. Since, since then, obviously mm-hmm. I've had to do my homework for the show and he was talented, um, you know, and there was a lot of conversation as to whether or not he should, we should even, 
feel the need to give condolences because of the way that he lived his lives and the, the, the who, legal. Who said that? Just, this is people. commentary. I was, I was all over the place. Well, Perez Hilton, who oh, was man. a guest on our show, posted his photo. I saw that. And said, rest in peace, woman beater, homophobic, whatever. And the wow. fans were not here for it. Yeah, he went in. I mean, Takashi, I mean, Takashi, um, XXX was, um, he was accused of being, uh, having domestic violence against yeah. his girl. He was, um, he, he had said some homophobic things, apparently, allegedly, from what people are saying online. But that still doesn't take away from the fact that it was a senseless, senseless killing of a 20 year old mm-hmm. who sat in his car. I mean, if everybody followed us around for our whole lives, Every day, you would find all types of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just don't think it's fair. And I mean, to you know, I didn't say anything to Perez. I didn't text or reach out to him, but I felt it was a bit harsh. Yeah. We lost two rappers yesterday in one day, mm. both by gunshot, gun killings. Mm. Well, the, well, the Phil- second one I didn't even know about until he died. Yeah, Philadelphia rapper, but he had a nice little platform and a fan base, but it's just coincidentally crazy. Yeah. Well, like Biggie said, you're nobody till somebody kills you, huh? Yeah. That's, that was basically proven yesterday. By with the Philadelphia rappers. So yeah. the question I have is, do you think this death will be a wake-up call to yeah. other rappers? Mm. I mean, for the moment. I was going to say, it's it's going to be very momentary. I think people are going to go back to the fuck shit just like that. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's going to piss somebody off. Somebody's going to you know misinterpret something as beef and blah, blah, blah. And here we go again. We, you know, it's just like, this, it's just like school shootings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We've become immune to this kind of thing. You know, and it's like, is this going to be the wake up call that everybody needed to like, you know, start singing Kumbaya and fucking hold hands and what? No, no. I think that this is momentary and people are just going to go on with their lives. And next week it's going to be something else. And that's it. I literally looked at his photo last night and I said, damn, we're going to forget about this kid. Mm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Sad. Yeah. Well, sending condolences to him and his fans and his family and to all involved. And, you know, I, I pray for peace and I'm gonna lie. I don't know, Takashi never met the kid, but I, I pray for him because mm-hmm. I'm like, <clears throat> you are. I really am a believer in karma. I've put out bad karma and I've had bad karma come back to me. Mm-hmm. Takashi is so out there right now in terms of trolling everybody. He is literally going after everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't, the, the corners of the earth are too close together for mm-hmm. you to do that. You can yeah. always be you, touched. You can be at Paris Fashion Week and all of a sudden somebody is walking in the show or at the show. Right. You know, and that's why, you know, I. it's funny because when I go to parties now too, I got to think, okay, well, who did we write a story about? Who's this? Who's that? Who's Because people, they feel the way they feel and I'm writing about the shit that y'all are doing Mm. right Right. so anyway rest in peace Mm -hmm. well on a lighter note what else is going on um well on a lighter note uh Chadwick Boseman gave his award to James Shaw Jr now James Shaw Jr um is the hero that uh disarmed the gunman at the Waffle House um in Antioch uh where was that Antioch uh, Tennessee right um, and saved quite a few lives. So Chadwick Boseman gave his award to James Shaw wow. um, at the MTV Music Award or MTV Movie Awards. He won Best Hero, and he was just like, "I this award is not. It, it's great playing a hero, but we need to acknowledge our real life heroes." And that's when he brought up James Shaw Jr., who was in the audience and had no idea that this was even going to happen. Wow. And I mean, it was a really beautiful moment. Chadwick Boseman is just one of those actors that is just. You know, he's he's dope on camera. He's a he's a he's a very accomplished actor, um, but he seems to be a really awesome human being, you know. Um, and uh, I, I thought that that was a really uh, great moment. You know, 
Wakanda forever. <laughs> Honestly. And so so the guy, I didn't watch the awards last night, but mm -hmm. when he came up, was he surprised? He was shocked. He, he had no idea. And, you know, honestly, I mean, I would love to get James Shaw Jr. on our show. Honestly, I mean, he is just the, the, the sweetest seeming, like, kindest person, you know, always has a great big smile on his face. Mm -hmm. He's having difficulty dealing with the hero label that's being put on him. He's like, I just I just did what. I thought I, I should that. do what felt right. You know Brother what I mean? Unlike people who filmed XXX as exactly. he was dying. Exactly. He didn't film the gunman. He did something about it. He disarmed the gunman yeah. and saved lives. And then he just, he's he's awesome. And hey, I would give anything to have him on the yeah. show. Um, really handsome man, too. I just got, I'm sorry. I had to. He pulled a real out. life coming to America. Remember who? the scene? James Shaw. Yeah. Oh, 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 Samuel L. Jackson with the gun. And yeah, yeah. okay, gotcha. That's Sorry. very honorable. Thank Wee you, James. Side note, Samuel L. Jackson is in everything. He's a he's awesome. I mean, I kind of like an A-lister. I was no, he is an A-lister, but I, I saw I was sitting at home with a friend the other day watching Heat, and he was in Heat. <laughs> no, not Heat. Sorry, Goodfellas. Good I was gonna say he was in Sorry, Heat. He was in Goodfellas. Mm -hmm. I was watching Goodfellas and here comes Samuel Jackson, black ass. You know, he's so funny because he's the only celebrity that has cussed us out in our DMs, which I think is just hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, but he's super nice and uh, it's funny because I said, Hey man, we come on our show. He was like, Oh, I'm kind of filming a movie. <laughs> he's busy <laughs> but he said it in a really nice way mm -hmm. yeah. okay yeah so he he would be the hero that i would want to honor um like to have up on the show like to get you know, a little bit more background well, information why don't on you him. reach out to him then i mean I, you I, instagram. it's gonna happen i'm gonna work on reach that. out to him you got the instagram he's and you gonna got slide back yeah and you got the glaze listen on. okay i don't i don't know if the man is married we're not even gonna put and that just, out there no i'm, I'm not even talking i'm just saying invite him on the show i'm going to invite okay. him on the show okay well which which hero would you like to honor if you my, had the opportunity my grandmother okay <clears throat> She raised me ever since I was three days old. Okay. She didn't have to do that. Um, I would like to. I would. I would honor Oprah. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> She's already I been honored a hundred times. No, but she ain't been honored by me, so she ain't been honored at all. <laughs> I th I would like to honor Oprah because when I think about her, um, just her story, where she came from, all the lives she's touched, mm -hmm. how she's built an empire, being a coming from a, being a poor black girl in Mississippi and. Mm -hmm. Just not knowing who, who, not knowing, she, I mean, just all types of things. Not knowing she had a sister and her mother out of her life and having a miscarriage at a young age and um, and just really becoming a boss and deciding how she wanted to live her life. Mm -hmm. um, I was I was with Floyd probably a week ago and he was talking about an event. He was with, it, with Oprah in, I think, Arizona. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Floyd has an opinion about everybody. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not too favorable. Mm -hmm. When it came to Oprah, I said, so how was Oprah? He said, dog, she's a fucking boss. Really? Yeah. He was like, the way she moves and the way she demands and commands the room, she's a fucking boss. And for Floyd to say that, she, I mean, that's who she is. And so the fact that she's a black billionaire, just everything about her, she, she's inspired me. But what, what I really would give her the award about was it was the show that I watched with her and Dr. Phil where a woman had come on the show, her daughter had been kidnapped and murdered, mm -hmm. and she wanted to come on the show to meet with Dr. Phil. She got on the show. She got her blessing, them telling her how to work through it. Mm -hmm. So Oprah says to her, so what you going to do when you go home? And she says, uh, well, I planned on going home and taking my life after I told my daughter's story. Mm. And Dr. Phil said to her, why are you choosing to live in the moment your daughter died and not celebrate the 18 years that she lived? Mm -hmm. It was that one line that literally 
allowed me to release what I was going through with my brother. Mm. So for that, she deserves a hero reward. Okay. Well said. I think anybody man. that has effect over one person's life mm-hmm. um, should, uh, you know, should receive some type of recognition. Somebody slid in my DMs the other day from Australia who I haven't even met, but I know who he is. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, I just want to tell you, I just saw the Jennifer Lewis interview. And mm-hmm. he went into how it impacted his mm-hmm. life. You really never know how these conversations or what you do may change the course of somebody's life. So for that, him, I'm sure Oprah's changed many. I still think about and watch ad nauseum that Jennifer Lewis interview. She just It just made me so happy when that woman walked in the room. I love her. And she just dropped gem after gem after gem of wisdom and knowledge. I just, you mentioned her, I had to say it. <laughs> well, I won't lie. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't catching all the gems while they were coming out. I mean, I was catching <laughs> the one lines and I was catching all of the, the conversation was beautiful, but yeah. it wasn't until I went home and, and sat down it. and watched it that I was like, bam, bam, yeah. bam. Like you could have really just take notes of it. Yeah, no, I was, I was sitting here and that's why I was holding back tears the, almost the entire interview because everything she was saying was resonating with me just you know, from a from a perspective, I even have a difficult time articulating. But I digress. Speaking of some of our interviews, Nas has since dropped an album. Him and Kanye were cooking in the kitchen, dropped an album. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Jay-Z said, nah, bitch, not today. And dropped his album <laughs> with Beyonce. And so people aren't talking. Yes. You know, but there was a lot of conversation because I started watching. I watched the numbers of our interviews go up and to measure what people like and what they don't like. And mm-hmm. I read the comments as I know you all do. Mm-hmm. And um, I started seeing the Khalees interview go up again. I'm like, mm-hmm. what happened? Well, Billboard picked it up. Um, Forbes picked it up. And mm-hmm. their titles were Nas dropped an album, but still hasn't responded to the abuse allegations of his ex-wife, Khalees. Mm. And fans were going in. They Just were like, like Drake hasn't responded yet. Continue. But about what? The baby? No. All, everything. Continue. Yeah, but see, the lady didn't come out and say, this is Drake's baby. Push T did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nas's ex-wife sat down with me and said he beat me. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And he hasn't responded. He didn't put it in a song. He hasn't put, <laughs> posted it in a tweet. He hasn't put it on Instagram. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, in the interview, she also said that that basically he checked her when she said hello to Jay-Z at a party. Remember? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Jay-Z must have heard our interview because he said, blam, drop that album right in the middle of Nas's week. And uh, nobody's talking about it anymore. Wow. Mm. Do you think that Nas should speak out about Khalees' allegations? Yes, why? Because with me being, I've dealt with domestic violence and I feel like it's always two sides to a story. It's not fair to just one person to hear one side of the, the spectrum of somebody, you know, especially with, you know, defamation of character. You know, after the allegations came out about me, which were true, I still had to settle the dust about certain things that wasn't or have been probably a little bit, threw some D's on it a little bit. More. But where's the defamation of character if she said I was about her? to say, uh, silence is a response. Silence is a response. Don't I, yeah. get it fucking twisted. So silence, his silence is really I, speaking very loudly. I used to always say that um, to say or do nothing is to side with oppression. When mm-hmm. it comes to uh, restricting ability for people to have equality or to have um, equal access to health care or marriage or whatever. Like mm-hmm. to sit by and say nothing is to side with the oppressor. So in this case, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was defamation for Khalees to tell her story. Mm-hmm. I think for him not to say anything validated Khalees. I agree. That's why I feel like he should say something. But what can he say? To say something is to say yes, sorry. What could he? What could Nas have said, Melissa, from a woman's perspective, to right the wrong that Khalees said he did to her? From okay, so let's let's just say, let's just say everything 
that she said is true. Let's just say that. Let's just say that all of the abuse that she um, said happened, mental, physical, and emotional, actually happened. Own it. Own it. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of accountability. It allows us to move past, um, you know, traumatic events. Um, guilt is the most worthless emotion ever. It's like voluntarily carrying around a bag of fucking bricks. I don't like it. I've been very susceptible to it personally in, in the past. Um, in what way? Just, I'm just, a, I'm just somebody who's very easily, you know, made to feel guilty very easily. I mean, I could be fucking made to feel guilty over Jimmy Hoffa's death. Like it's shit that don't even have anything to do with me. I'm just, a, mm -hmm. I'm just a very sensitive person and I've had to learn to toughen up um, and, and, and really see when somebody is emotionally blackmailing me and making me feel guilty for something that they're projecting so like guilty, onto guilting me. Guilting you into submission? Yeah, exactly. Guilting me into doing whatever the fuck they want me to do. And had to really realize, no, 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 this benefits you a whole lot more than it benefits me. And why would you want to do that? And you, you know what? Go fuck yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, but I will own my shit, you know? Um, and so if in fact, let's just say for the sake of argument, like I said, everything she said is true. Own up to it. Make a public apology to her so that you guys can find some common ground and move forward. Because at the end of the day, the only person losing here is Knight. Baby. That's the only person losing yeah. here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So. And he's going to grow up to understand what's happening. Right. And see that daddy didn't respond. Right. Right. If he doesn't respond. Well, well he hasn't yet. So we were speaking in the sense of what has and has not happened. I think there's been he, enough time for him to say I was, something. I was going to say, I was, I think that there was enough time before his album dropped for him to like, have maybe put something, put, a, put, a, put, a, put a bonus album tra track. He could have posted a picture of him and her at their wedding night and said, things were never perfect, but I'm sorry for everything I've done. But I will tell you the word on the street is, cause you know, I dig around mm. the word on the street is that he's still tyrannical. Even after this, so now he's become more and more aggressive in their court battle. And mm -hmm. I mean, I've asked Khalees to give me a follow-up interview. Mm -hmm. She really just does not like to do interviews. And she woke up that day having received a text message from him and said, fuck this nigga, I'm going to talk today. Mm. And uh, she didn't know that it was going to have the overwhelming response that it did. And so now she doesn't want to do another interview. But I said, listen, even if you don't talk anymore about the details of what he's done, because there's some other things that he's allegedly done that mm -hmm. I'm waiting to get my hands on and mm -hmm. put out. Mm -hmm. And God bless him when it does, because it's not the Nas that we all thought about. You know, what's really interesting. You know, I watched the interview and then I read the comments. And what is really disheartening to me is whether or not she's telling the full truth or it's just her truth. And there's a different version of the story, according to him or whatever the case is. What's disheartening to me is when is reading the women's comments towards her mm. and how and how vicious they were calling her all bitch and hoe and <laughs> all kinds of money grubbing bitch and da 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 57 different ways to fucking Sunday. It's like, listen, you can have your opinion, but you have to like articulate it in such a, you know, a, a, a disrespectful manner. That's number one. Number two, what is it about us that when we have a celebrity like a Nas and R. Kelly, and before I'm not putting them in the same boat. I know but, what you're saying. But they somebody are somebody that we revere uh, for music or for film exactly. or for whatever. But they're accused of some really heinous shit. What is it about us? And it seems to be black because folks when where, we, that we just don't want to let go. Because of Because when we sat in our we homes, make the excuse when for we them. sat in our homes with dysfunctional families, mm -hmm. and we looked at Bill Cosby as the one we wanted to be our dad. Yes. God bless him. And who would have ever thought that his 
that he was drugging girls and having sex with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, millions. so for us, it's almost like I never had, you know, both of my parents in my home where regardless of whatever was happening in the world, mm-hmm. they were making everything look together mm-hmm. in front of me. I never had that. Mm-hmm. My dad never lived with us. Mm-hmm. My dad was never with my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom was a single woman. Yeah. Um. And so my I don't, parents did that shit and I don't failed. know what having a dad feels like. Mm-hmm. I, I have a father, but I don't know what having a dad feels like. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I have a dad, I don't know what having a father feels like. So I would imagine that when you have somebody, and, and the other thing, and you know, you've been on TV for a long time. When you are on TV or even on the radio, I'm singing along to you. Mm-hmm. I Like Faith Evans was here. I have mm-hmm. a memory of, a very special memory of when I first had my first boyfriend and we were listening to your album. And then, mm-hmm. you know, these people play a very important part of The soundtrack our of our lives. Yeah, that, that the other people aren't. And mm-hmm. so to have this happen, you're just like, nah. Don't want to accept it. But you know what? Again, this is why I said when people ask me, what's your opinion about Khaleesi's interview? I said, I don't have one. It's her story. Mm -hmm. It's her story. Right. She said it's true. Now, if Nas says, I want to do an interview with you, and he comes in and says, she's this, she's this, she's that, I may have an opinion in my head, but it's his story. Mm -hmm. But he's not reached out. Yeah. My, My main issue is when women are the ones attacking other women especially isn't it typically black women no but hold on this is what really irritates me i did i I dare any woman to challenge me when i say 90 percent of us i'm going to say 95 percent of us have experienced some form of abuse at the hands of a man you Mm. know what i mean whether it's physical whether it's emotional whether it's mental somehow some way in some form or fashion you've experienced that so why is it your instinct your automatic go-to to tell, to call this woman out her name, say she ain't nothing but a money grubbing hoe, and da da da. When you just, you just don't know the whole story. You don't, you you don't know if what she's in fact saying is a hundred percent the truth. Because people you know what don't I mean? like even think about what they're gonna post anymore on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. I, you know what I gotta think about? Mm-hmm. Have I worn this before? That's how much I'm thinking. <laughs> Have I worn this before? Yeah. Can I wear it differently? Is my caption gonna be right? Do I do I tag people? You know. I, if I posted everything I thought about, mm. everything, like my opinion about everything, I would be, they'd kill me. I was going to say shot dead in the street. They'd kill me. Yes. Because I have an opinion <laughs> about everything. Yeah. But it, I don't feel like you should take to social media and share all your opinions about I, everything. I, I feel I want to challenge everybody. You know, if you're, you you see something online and you're like, oh, shit, you want to get all in your feelings or whatever the fuck you want to do. And you want to get up on your soapbox and preach and say all kinds of fuck shit. Type it out. Read it out loud. That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? Read it out loud. And then be like, should I press send on this? And imagine reading it out loud if somebody said that shit to you. So let me tell you a story. You know what I'm saying? When I went to get my job at the union, the first time mm-hmm. I, had, I got this job, mm-hmm. beautiful job, my favorite job working for SEIU Local 250, which is now SEIUHW, mm-hmm. biggest uh, labor union in healthcare, biggest uh, labor union in uh, California, mm-hmm. and part of the largest labor union in, a, in the world. So I get this job, and I'm a young black man in Sacramento, and I'm working in Roseville, South Sac, Sacramento, Rancho Cordova. And Roseville, and it's basically all white people. Mm-hmm. And I go to my first high level meeting with Kaiser Permanente, and I'm a mm-hmm. and I'm a Kaiser member holder, so mm-hmm. I'm like I'm at the ta- I got a seat at the table. Yeah, walk in, mind you, this was when I was 25. Mm-hmm. I had braids. Oh <laughs> my god. Oh cornrows. Oh no. Timberlands. Oh no. <laughs> so Shit. this is just how I dress. So I walk <laughs> in the room, 
<laughs> and all white people at the table. And everybody's probably 50 and over. Mm-hmm. Suited and booted. I'm 25. Yeah. Got my tattoos. I, at the time, I didn't have to sleep, but I had the two stars. Mm-hmm. And I had the cornrows and, and, and I'm sitting at the table. And so their game, because mm-hmm. it was an icebreaker, mm-hmm. and the president, vice president, and so the, the people from the medical center, their game was... Let's go around the, our icebreaker was let's go around the table, our name, our age, where we graduated from. Mind you, I haven't finished mm-hmm. college. Mm-hmm. Where we graduated from um, and our titles mm-hmm. and Your whatever. Plan. It was their way of trying to, trying to embarrass you. Trying mm-hmm. to embarrass me. Yeah. And I caught it immediately. Yeah. So they go around the room. This is my first high level meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you I should get, have said Yale, bitches. No, no they got to me. And I said, <laughs> hi, I'm, I'm Jason, 25. Um, I didn't finish college and uh, I'm the area manager for the union and I got more power than all of you. Oh my God. You said that. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first meeting. No, I said, no, I said, and I got more, I got as much power as you. Oh my God. Because they represented the healthcare, mm-hmm. the health plan. Mm-hmm. I people. represented all the employees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had the power cause I had the people. You've been scorched mm-hmm. earth like forever. But let me tell you what the scorched earth was. Um, so in the meeting, mm-hmm. one of the women, her name, I think she's dead now. It's her name. Her name is Linda. Mm-hmm. If she's not dead, hey, Linda. <laughs> so listen, Linda was the area vice president for the union. So she was an employee of Kaiser, uh-huh. but she was elected by the members to represent them for the union. So she had a dual role where uh-huh. she was an employee of the union. I mean, employee of the uh, of Kaiser, but she whatever. So she was our vice president. So technically she was voted by the members. She was technically our boss. Uh-huh. But she was in bed with management. So mm. whatever they wanted, they would funnel it through her and mm. she would come in and try to force it to be done. And yeah. I was supposed to do it. Mm. So they sent me to this area to change. So one of the meetings, she's like pushing something that's fucked up. So I go back to the office. They send me an email saying, Linda said we're going to do X, Y, Z. So I thought I replied and just sent it to my boss. Uh-huh. Everybody. I replied all and I said, this fucking bitch has to go. <laughs> she's fucking cancer. It went to Kaiser's president, executive vice president. It went to the entire area management team. It went to her. It went to the, all the local stewards. It went to my boss. It went to me. And then she forwarded to the president. So I sell that to say, think about what you're writing before you write it. Mm-hmm. I learned then, just put everything in draft, read it, and then send it. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. you've calmed down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had that happen? Either of Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like when I was in, you know, uh, corporate America, you know, before music videos and whatnot took off. Um, I had a couple of Norma Ray moments, you know, where I galvanized the employees. They may not know who Norma Ray is. Norma oh, Ray. Oh, uh, d- fist in the air, you oh, know. Yeah. Big, Empl- part, big part of the labor movement. Exactly. Yeah. Employees fight back and I was leading the fucking charge. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I was, I wrote a just scathing email, made a hundred <laughs> copies of it, posted it all over the place. So everybody, and I, the email was directed to the vice president. This was, I was working at Bell Canada, which is the, uh, Telephone company. it's a phone company and it's a monopoly in Canada. So I posted that shit everywhere and it was to the vice president. So everybody knew the email that she'd gotten because I made sure everybody else got the email. Yeah, they don't saw. like that. No. Oh, I know. No, no, no. They don't, they, they, they want those conversations to happen in, in private so that they can deny yeah. that they even happened. Mm. I'm like, Ooh, you ain't gonna deny this motherfucking shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I was I was always the employee that wanted to fight for what was right. Yeah. So here I am. So here I am. Got fired all the time for so, that shit. So this I've is only had one job in my life. Really? Well, this is before we get to that one job. There was a job. I used to be a probation officer for three years. I can't believe not. that. Oh yeah. 
in juvenile probation. And one, my boss, he was his name is Jerry Powers. He, I can say his name because he recently got fired from Los Angeles County Probation. He was the chief. Mm. He was the chief there. He had employed his girlfriend. Uh, I forgot her name, Jamie something. But anyway, she became the deputy probation officer over at the uh, juvenile hall. And uh, and I heard, and so I, I went, I took the union president to their Christmas party to their house because I heard they moved in together, mm-hmm. which that violates all the rules. So you mm. know what I did? I went to the county clerk's office, printed off the deed to their house. Both their names was on it. <gasps> and then I circulated in everybody's mailbox. Anyway, I got fired. <laughs> Eventually I got fired. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get sued either. I sued them and won. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, but That's, anyway. That, what was your one job, Gio? In high school. McDonald's. Uh, no. Uh, I used to work at this clothing store called Mr. Rags. And I had that job for a year. And then after that, I went on tour for and danced with artists for like up until three years ago. Mm. So I only had one job in my life. Mm. Mm. I never liked selling clothes. I loved it. I was the number one store sales assistant. I was telling working girls working off commission. I hated. I was selling them girls they sizes left and right. My dream in life was to work behind a cash register because I always wanted to steal the money. Ding ding! No, I wanted oh. to have the little gun that like scanned stuff <laughs> and then totaled it up. And then I and and I always wanted to have so a job with a walkie-talkie. Mm. So when I went to work at probation, I had a walkie-talkie. My badge number, and I swear to God, if I'm lying, Lord strike me down. My badge number was sixty-nine. That's oh, wow. hilarious. Wait, you just for probation house for juveniles, so you couldn't have you didn't have a gun. I had a gun. Oh, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't use it in the commission of my job. Oh wow. You okay. know what? Oh. You know one of the benefits of working at probation though, mm. or law enforcement, mm. you get to register your car as confidential, so you never get pulled over. California exempt tax. Yep. No, not tag. You're, you can have I mean, your tags. plates when they run your plate. It just says your first name, the department you work for, and confidential, and you don't get pulled over. Nice. Or if you get pulled over, they'll just say, hey, you know, slow down or whatever. But they let you go. Wow. I that, that was a benefit. Oh, my God. I would just be driving speeding. They'd pull up on next to me, slow down, and keep driving. I'd be going 100 miles an hour. The plate says California exempt on the back, right? The plate or it's just, it's when just they... a regular plate. Wow. It's when they type in your number. You lucky dog. It says Jason Lee. Leave this nigga alone. Stanislaw County Probation <laughs> Confidential. Hilarious. Let him go. It doesn't say what you do. It just says where you work. Wow. I need that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll get to some music and we'll come back with something more positive. Well, we all know we like to be in between the sheets. You know, getting older, we like to lay down for a long period of time. Listen, and sheets are important. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. I love a nap. I really do love a nap. It is, I, I need it. I am, I'm getting up there in age. And uh, you know what? I've got my Brooklyn and sheets on my bed right now. Hand to God, I really do. And I love them, okay? Yeah. They are so freaking comfortable. I mean, you spend a third of your life in your sheets, so why they, they gotta be the best? I might spend a little bit more time in between the sheets. Uh, you know what? I was about to get pornographic. Uh-huh. I'm just going to walk away from that. Well, I thought about you last night when I texted one of my boos because they were laying in bed with their dog, not on Brooklyn and Sheets, <laughs> but because their dog looks so comfortable in the bed, I thought maybe they need Brooklyn in their life too. Yeah. Is that something that you're going to supply him with? Mm, it depends on how good he is to me. <laughs> with over 20,000 five-star reviews, it's perfect. I love Brooklyn. Yeah, they're the fastest growing uh, betting brand in the world. I'm a fan already, so you guys can keep on sending them over to me. I need a white pair right now, just letting you guys know. So we want to give our fans, obviously, a little off of their first purchase. So if you go to brooklinen.com, that is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com backslash unlocked, you will unlock our promo, which is uh, $20 off of your first purchase and free shipping. Plus, they also have a lifetime guarantee Perfect. on their products.
So as this show grows on, I always wonder, when will Gia wake up and give us the exclusive of a lifetime and tell us how his anus, anus has had visitation? My ass ain't never had no visitation sent by my physician. Not so, even a tongue in it? Lies. Yeah, you like getting your t- yourself. I like, so, you said that. So I follow Lit. a guy whose fans online send him dildos and he fucks himself with them, but he's straight. That's gay. No, I've not. had dildo sent to me. No. Now, you're a woman. This is I was a man. really upset about how he found my address. That's number one. Number two, he sent condoms with it. I was like, isn't the dildo like the, you know, the safest form of sex? But the dildo he just had sent to him from a fan has a big ball on the top. So now and then and then he posts the video. Wait, a ball? And he posts the video. And you know what he says? Uh, I'm going to stick the handle up there, too. <laughs> I need you to send me those videos for. I, 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 he won't send them to me because he's like, "Hey, I want to hang out with you." And I go, "Okay, let me know when." He goes, "Send me a hundred dollars, and I'll think about it." First of all, why would I send That's you hundred dollars to think about hanging out with me? It's <laughs> That's like, a Jason Lee move. No, That's a hustle. I don't tell nobody to send me money to hang out with me. Mm. I book the flight. Shit, let's go. Mm. Anyway, what else is going on? Okay, well, Catherine Zeta-Jones um, wants us to know that she doesn't feel sorry for her life, um, as fabulous and as charmed as it is, and she refuses to be humble anymore. Um, she said she's tired of acting humble for the public. She's, I'm so sorry. I'm rich. One <laughs> thing I'm not is humble <laughs> anymore. I'm sick of being humble. I really am. So sorry I'm rich. So sorry. I'm married to a movie star. So sorry I'm not bad looking. But she's also bipolar. <laughs> So, Clearly. I mean, no, but meaning like sh- this is probably the mania that Jennifer Lewis talked about. Her, mm. body. This is probably her off her meds. Mm. You know, yes. Catherine Zeta-Jones, I love her. Didn't she just play Griselda Blanco? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and she was bomb. <laughs> was she good? She was awesome. So that's she, she's like, I got to give her credit. You just reminded me because the last thing I saw her was in Feud, which was the um, Betty Davis, uh, Joan Crawford story that was on FX. Okay. Um, and she played uh, Olivia de Havilland. Mm-hmm. Um, and Olivia de Havilland is really pissed off about her portrayal. Um, but that's a, a, a sidebar. Um, yeah, so she played uh, Griselda, cocaine grandma, or, or what's... Uh, I mean, she was the godmother, the right? Coca- yeah. yeah, the cocaine godmother, yeah. yeah. She was ruthless. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a really great actress. She really is. She really yeah. great. Her husband is amazing, too. Yeah. Michael, Michael Douglas. Uh, yeah, Michael Douglas. Do you know what my favorite movie is? I just had to put somebody on the other day. He's mm. an actor, but he didn't know about it. Mm. Too Wong Fu. Hilarious, I can't, with the both of you. I mean, you look just like the nigga <laughs> in it. It's a few niggas in it. No, The Long Kiss Goodnight. That's a good movie. Samuel really? Jackson and Gina Davis. Oh, I, no, I know. I was oh, it's like, my favorite movie. It's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a really, really Gina good Gina Davis, movie. where is she at? She just, Thelma Louise, when she flew off the thing in the car, she just never came back. <laughs> no, she's had some roles. She's uh, been on television. Where? Uh, <laughs> nothing I was watching, sorry. Right. Mine is Death Becomes Her. Really? Yeah, I love that movie. Is That's that your favorite Gold, movie? Is that with Goldie One Hunt? of my favorite movies. That movie's okay, but not a great movie. Well, Seven Pounds, okay. That's my great movie. Seven Pounds is an yeah. amazing movie. Yes. I will never watch that movie ever fucking again. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Did you cry? My, I cried my face <laughs> off. No, I, no, no, no. Was I was I was heaving <laughs> from crying so hard. I was and too. it doesn't let up. Yeah. You know, even after the bathtub scene, then there's still okay, more. So I was for like, those of you, So for those sake. of you listening, Will Smith falls in love with uh, Rosario Dawson. Yes. Ends up killing himself at the end of the movie. Well, no, here's the thing. is Rosario Dawson set has this a... Set movie up right. Yeah, she has a heart problem. You guys set it up. Seven Pounds is one of the best points by Will Smith. It's... 
seven people die in a car crash, so he gives seven people seven gifts. No, 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 no. A car crash that was facilitated by him. By him. him. Thank you. So he's carrying, and his daughter and his wife are two of the people that died. So in now that car he crash. wants to give seven. So gifts. he's been racked with guilt his whole like. Wait, you know. did seven people die in that car crash? Yes, his 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 wife, his fiance died. Mm-hmm. No, the the people on the bus too. Oh yeah, the fa- yeah. So that, oh, so there were seven people. So that's why he had the seven pounds. Yes. So he ends up falling, you know, meeting Rosario Dawson and falling in love with her. Totally didn't want to, but it happened. Um, and uh, she ends up being, I mean, we're total spoiler alert, but fucking, it's, so old, yeah, it's, it's old. If you oh, haven't watched shit. it, you're, that's your problem. But he ends up being her heart donor and Woody Harrelson's in the movie as he's well. Blind. And he's blind in the movie. Um, and he gets his um, eyes, his eyes. And oh, Michael oh. Ely plays his brother and he had a needed <laughs> And then liver. in the end though, when he got in the bathtub with the jellyfish and just died. Uh, he oh. killed that dying scene. Okay, listen, we gotta stop. <laughs> like, fuck. I ain't gonna lie. I cried. I cried, I, I cried my face off. That and he movie. didn't win an Oscar for that. I Please know. explain to me why he didn't win an Oscar for that and why Angela Bassett did not win an Oscar for What's Love Got to Do With It? She was robbed. She was robbed. Will's been, been robbed. robbed. Well, I career. mean, who, I don't. I can't tell you who was that. It wasn't even nominated. He wasn't nominated for Best Actor for that. He should have been. I, I would. I, I would say he should have been nominated for that over Concussion. Um, another actor who's never been, um, uh, never gotten an Samuel Oscar. Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Tom Cruise. Uh, Tom Cruise has never gotten an Academy no, Award. Nope. That's Watson. just because they don't like him. It has to be po- political. That, Leonardo that barely bu- got one. It's possible. It might be the whole Scientology thing. Yeah. Brad Pitt has never won an Oscar. Jesus. Never? Yeah. Nope. Nope. God. I know. I tell you, I have. You know who I am. I won one. Wait. He's so won who, two. So who the fuck is winning all the Oscars when they're not winning all the Oscars? <laughs> Meryl Streep. Uh, no, she's only won a few. She's won like she's been nominated she's, seventeen or something. Times. Nineteen times, and she's won like three. Three. That's a good. He said, "Who's the ones that's winning them?" Right. Sometimes some random ass. <laughs> random shit. ass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Oprah got one, but that was an honorary one. Yeah. Sometimes you'll end up with uh, it'll be some random person who you never hear from again. Tyler Perry, he'll never win one for Medea, huh? No. Oh my God. No, I don't think so. No. Anyway. Anyways, um, so Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, at one point she was like, a million dollars isn't a lot of money for people like us. You know what? You just got to love her because she's a, that's that's so cunty to say, but you just got to love it. So have you ever had a boastful moment like that? Because I have. Why you think of yours, let me tell you mine. I got to Coachella and had my all-access band, and I knew I was going to see Beyonce. So I chose to get a ride on a coach. Mm -hmm. And when you get a ride on a coach, basically they put you on a bicycle, and they ride you past all the people walking to the festival. (laughs) So as I rode by, I said, hi, peasants. And I waved to everybody. That was my moment. That's definitely being boastful. Not me. Not me. I haven't had one. I could have had a mini. Motherfucker, you have one every other show talking about sweet pussy and how many bitches you fucked and did and 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 That's a lie. And your girlfriend is sitting in the lobby. <laughs> we're editing that. No, we're yes, not. Yes, we are. That's not my girl. We're editing that. Okay, keep talking. Yeah. But anyway, have you, Melissa, have you ever had a boastful moment? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I would. I'm a little... I'm a little bit more discreet about my boastful moments. I just kind of, you know, I don't really do a little like false modesty. You know, if somebody gives me a compliment, I'm not going to be like, oh, no way. I'm like, oh, thank you. I agree. Do you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially if I do agree with the compliment. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's something that I really like about myself. 
Side note, I saw Beyonce, an old video of her talking about one of her songs, and she mentioned that it was influenced or reminded her of a song by Too Short and E-40. How does Beyonce know about Too Short and E-40? From Houston. Oh, come on now. (laughs) She is. she, She a little ratchet, too. Listen, let me tell you something, okay? I was always like a kind of peripheral Beyonce fan. Obviously, she, you know, great entertainer, one of the best the world has ever seen, her music, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, can't deny her talent. But mm-hmm. I became a fan with the Drunken Love album, okay? Why? Because... Because she became a thought. Because she started to keep it, like, real. Like, she was so pageant, you know, and so perfect. Well, she you was packaged I mean? very well. Yeah. I wanted to hear her, like, talk about the dirt underneath her fingernails. Because we all got it, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I just, I loved how she did it. You know what I mean? Like, talking about watermelon and surfboard. I was like, bitch, Yes, what is, is what watermelon? Been, what does that mean? A sperm. Talking about the seeds, watermelon. Talking about sucking dick. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. You knew that. I, I was didn't. like, I was like, I was, I've been waiting for this, and boy, she didn't diss a fucking point. You know what I mean? And I just, well, and so now I like, I love how she's literally like, I am acknowledging that I'm basically the queen of the fucking universe. I think that's I love a lot that about to do with Jay Z. I think Jay Z kind of said, you know, you should really go and be more thotty. I could see him saying that. I don't think he has no. influence over her creativity. I think so. Mm. I think so. I mean, this new album that they got out right now, what is it called? Beautiful Love? Or what is know. it called? Shout out to my boy Slick, gracing that cover. What is the, Rosalind, what's the name of the new Beyonce album? It's called The Carters. Yeah, is that's it? what I thought. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, Isn't that, that's the name everybody, of the album. Every, everybody's oh, love. Everything is love. Everything right? is love. Oh, it's just The Carters on title. Okay. Everything yeah. is love. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I think about Beyonce's new album, Everything is Love, how many people really want to hear Jay-Z rapping? I've been reading the comments and apparently not very many people. <laughs> I know. The people are just like not here for Jay-Z right uh, now. Listen, Girl, I'm, I'm loving his new image. I love his new look. Shout out to him becoming the creative director for Puma. Puma. Yeah. So listen, Jeez. I was just, oh, listen, I want to have, let's, let's have a conversation about that, about him cheating on Beyonce. Okay. Yes, I know. Like, oh my God, he cheated on Beyonce. Like who the fuck would cheat on Beyonce? You cheated on Beyonce. I get that. I get Nobody that. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. But why is everybody in the comments talking about how she's, you know, breathing life into him and she shouldn't have forgiven him and whatnot? How what many of all know? y'all, you, how many of you chicks have forgot, forgiven a man? You know what I'm saying? Like, we've all but done it. We've all overlooked a have, dude's bad behavior that we were in love with. Stop. But Let, you have to realize to many, she's God. I mean, I, I get it. But listen, what's she going to do? Divorce him? Beyonce and Jay-Z getting a fucking divorce. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you don't see they that make headline? more money together. No, I do not. And plus, she's a good Southern girl. No. They make more money So you together. never see that headline. Her mama left her daddy. Uh, that mama ain't Beyonce. Her mama may be After how long? 30 deep. years? Right, but I'm maybe, saying. Maybe in 30 years she says, okay, you know what? I'm going to go do my own thing. But she ain't doing that anytime. <laughs> when blue so, half babies. I mean, you know, they are, they, they're, a, they're kind of a package deal. You know what I mean? Like they're hashtag black excellence. I love the ape shit, by the way. I love the video. Yeah, I like ape shit also. Yeah, the album's, the album's dope. So anyways, every woman out there criticizing Beyonce for forgiving her man. This That's is what you fa- do. This is her husband. This is the father of her children. And you all have done it for dudes without doing. Without marriage. Ex- without marriage. Dudes doing a whole lot worse shit to you. So just settle down and stop it and let the woman live. Shout out to Amanda Sternberg. <laughs> mm-hmm. Actually, I had the privilege of meeting her, a young actress at uh, Coachella. Mm-hmm. Um, she, Hunger she, Game star, just in case anybody needed some Me and her and Winnie Harlow hung out mm-hmm. uh, watching Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I walked up to her and I said, hey, did you know that uh, Queen Latifah did an interview and said that you're her hero? And she was like, really? Mm. 
Mm. And uh, she was like, yeah. I said, yeah, that's what she said in an interview that she did with Hot 97. Mm-hmm. And she was just, wow. Well, anyway, she's come out today and said that she is, uh, well, she's come out as mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see, the 19-year-old Hunger Games star revealed her sexual orientation in an interview with Wonderland magazine before taking to Instagram to let her fans and followers know that she is out and proud. And it's Pride Month, so. Congratulations mm-hmm. to you. Come on out that closet. Shut the fuck up, Jason. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Jason. His look. Jason. We, bo- we both did this. Fuck. Hey, listen, y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Well, if I kiss it, that would be gay. Congrats, uh, Amanda Stumberg. Living your so, truth. So, um, I guess to the question that's posed here is what was my experience coming out? You know, I've, I guess I've had only one real coming out experience mm-hmm. because when I moved to L.A., I made the conscious decision to be completely out, mm-hmm. whereas back home I was not completely out. So mm-hmm. up to about 27, 25, 27, um, I was... I was Closeted for the most part, mm-hmm. I man. I I wasn't. I just didn't tell people, mm-hmm. and it make a topic of conversation. I never. I never acted like I had a girlfriend though. Mm-hmm. When I had girls, I had girls. But from nineteen to twenty seven, mm-hmm. I just didn't make it a conversation. I avoided it. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the the coming out that I had was when I was on Love and Hip Hop, mm-hmm. and I text my family that I was going to be saying something interesting on the show, and I said it. Mm-hmm. That's how my family heard it. Mm. So I don't. You came out in a big way. Yeah, and and. Mona, Megaphone, soapbox. Mona and them were confused at how I was coming out because they were like, well, you're so comfortable, you're gay. I'm like, yeah, in L.A., mm-hmm. but back home with my whole family. I don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Still haven't talked about it since the show. I mean, I don't have a need to talk about it. And they don't ask them. you anything? Never. Really? Mm-mm. Huh. No questions, never. That's interesting. They don't ever ask. I mean, they'll say, are you bringing somebody special with you to Thanksgiving? Mm. Like, no. Bringing the homie, <laughs> and I bring the homie. Right. Oh man, I don't know if they don't know if I'm sleeping with the homie, but the homie's there. That's funny. So, well, I don't feel. You know, it's so crazy. Yesterday, I was thinking, I was on my Facebook, and I go, should I just write something like in support of something gay as a gay person? But I don't want to be labeled anything. I like to be known for entrepreneur, this, this, that. I don't want to be put in a box. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you're gay, mm-hmm. you are put in a box to like, a certain degree. What do you mean? Bobby Lights. He'll never be. I mean, would he ever really make it as a rapper? You never at know. The, at the level of uh, Kendrick Lamar? You never know. He could be the first. I mean, I hope that he is because he has great personality. But would society accept that? Because I feel like he's going to be called the gay rapper. Yeah, I can yeah. see what you mean by you that. You see what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. want to be the gay rapper. Yeah, the gay that like I just want to be Hollywood a lot. I think as far as hip hop is concerned, it's easier to be um, a woman and gay and out absolutely than it is for a guy. Like especially if you talking mean, about killing yeah, niggas. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, f- I feel like fucking Captain Obvious right now. <laughs> well, um, I mean, like, is the world ready to hear a man talking about having sex with another man in a rap song? No. Do you think that as many babies would have been uh, conceived if Luther had come out as gay? I think they would have embraced him. Why were, are you looking at me like you did not know Luther Vandross was gay? Definitely didn't know that. Oh, my. F- <laughs> I didn't know that. Mm, really? I didn't know that. Okay. Breaking news. Yeah. I mean, mm. I just know. I alleged. mean, we still listen to R. Kelly, who had sex with little girls. Mm. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well. I don't know. I'm Here not. and now. I was, well, I used to always say he's going to sing at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, so now that you said that, man, now I can see it. 
Oh, Lord have mercy. Anyway, so what's going on in the marriage of T.I. and Tiny? Okay, well, apparently uh, T.I. has uh, been caught cheating again, allegedly. <laughs> Let me just put that in there, allegedly. And I'm just reporting news. I don't know anything, okay, other than what's being reported. But uh, so he had this rumored affair with uh, Bernice uh, Burgess. Burgos. Burgos, sorry. Fine She's an Instagram model. She's 36. She's a grandmother. She's 37, almost 38. And she bad as fuck. She really is. She has a banging body. Yeah, she really is hot. So anyways, uh, they had a rumored affair and uh, they were, T.I. and Tiny were able to seemingly repair um, the damage that that was caused. However, it seems to have gone left again. Um, he, T.I. posted an anti-marriage quote all over social media and then moments later, a video sur- surfaces showing him with another woman. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so when do we stop accepting Ti's commentary as part of the Black Excellence so, conversation? Well, hold on. Let's let's say what. He, let's just see what he said. He said, "What exactly does marriage offer men today? Men know there's a good chance they'll lose friends, their respect, their space, their sex life, their money, and if all goes wrong, their family." Now, <laughs> let me give you a little fact. A married here. man should never say that. Besides that, besides that, <laughs> let me give you a little fact. Women are, men are healthier when they're in marriages. You want to know why? That's true. Because we take care of you. Our health is what suffers when we're in marriage. Women are healthier when they're single, which is why I look like I'm just knocking on the door of 30. And don't y'all motherfuckers say nothing about that. (laughs) But it's true. Women, women suffer more in marriages health wise than men do. You guys thrive. So his commentary, you know what? Your, your sex life, your money, your family, all that shit wouldn't be put in peril if you keep your dick in your pants or at least be, I don't know, open up some kind of dialogue or communication when there is a a, a valley in your relationship. We go through peaks and valleys, peaks and valleys, ups and downs, you know? Nobody's perfect. When you make mistakes, accountability. So my question, when are we going to say no more T.I. as an ambassador for the black culture conversation? You know what? But he's very intelligent. Hold on. There's the message and then there's the messenger. It's like the guy up at the pulpit. He's just preaching the word. Right. But he endorsed that message. Like, I mean, at some point, okay, he he was indicted for carrying a bunch of guns that were used in to to intimidate or try to shoot black people. He wasn't shooting white people on Wall Street with Mm -hmm. guns. Those guns were to protect them against niggas. Mm-hmm. Okay, you created a family which looked like the new reality show version of the Cosby's, mm-hmm. but you cheated on your girl, and now you basically denounced marriage. Mm-hmm. This is my dad is how. Well, listen. is he black excellent? I mean, he you know the whole. Listen, I am not looking to Ti to help me point my moral compass north. Yeah, uh, that's just me. I don't know why people have kind of like assigned him this position of you know being the being the voice of reason and black excellence or whatever the case is, maybe I should have watched a few more episodes of their TV show to understand well, how in, he, how he got the label, but because you know. a lot of people see him as this gangster rapper, but he's very articulate and very intelligent. So yeah, I think so it's Kendrick Lamar and Kendrick yeah. Lamar seems to be able to keep his dick in his pants and make it and keep his woman happy. That we, know. that we know of, but you don't know what that man doing behind closed doors. Well, apparently he's doing a whole lot better job at hiding shit than T.I. is. If he is up to something, I give you that. Well, T.I., he's, an amazing, amazing, amazing father. And I want to see them work out, but sometimes you just got to hang up that coat. Uh, no one's saying anything about him being a bad no, father. No, I'm just saying I'm father. giving him an attribute right now and telling him what I love about him. I You're giving him amazing. a what? I'm giving him an accolade. 
You said an attribute. He I did. meant to say accolade. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need you to get great your words father, together. and I just want them to work this out. But it clearly, it's not gonna happen. When's your birthday, Gio? I think they have a mutual understanding. December 22nd. Okay, I'm gonna buy you a dictionary and a thesaurus. I almost said something. Mm, go ahead. Let's I go. can take it. <laughs> no, I know. You know, I said earlier in the show when I was talking about XXX. The other thing that's really grinding my gears mm-hmm. is what's happening at the border with these small kids being separated from them, from their families. Mm-hmm. I mean, do we still live in America? Because mm. this is not the America that I know. No, this is this. This is looking like the Japanese internment camps of mm. uh, World War Two. This is looking like uh, um, Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, exactly what they were, you know, putting the Jews in concentration camps, separating families, moms, mothers from their children. Um, it's I mean, somebody from our government literally went on the news today and said that this is like a resort. Like they have video games and they have education. <laughs> that and, makes it better. And there's audio that just came out of basically a kids crying, asking for their families and the guards making jokes about it. OK, uh, the guards are, have been and everybody, you know, uh, employees who are working in these concentration camps, because that's what the fuck they are, have been instructed to not physically handle the children so if the kids are looking for like need a hug or need some kind of physical contact they have been instructed to not touch them they wear gloves keeping the barrier visible i mean let's really talk about what this is going to do to these children they're going to carry this trauma throughout their entire lives and god knows what that's going to do to them what that's going to criminality Serial killers, you know, like what this is going to do to them just in terms of, uh, you know, drug use, promiscuity, just setting them and up they're sleeping for, in cages, setting setting them up for failure. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like the images have been so stressful to watch as they as it unfolds. I don't know. And let me tell you, people, what you need to do is you need to take back control by electing in people that will actually advocate for policies that align with your moral authority. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, for me, do I want, do I think little kids, let's back up. First of all, do I believe in immigration? Yes. Do I believe in in uh, uh, developing legal processes for people to become a resident? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think our country is better with immigrants? Yes. Mm-hmm. And let's be clear. We're all fucking immigrants because the fucking Indians had this bitch before us. Exactly. But 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 not to even go there. I think what's so crazy is that, you know, Trump has come out to say that there's nothing he can do. He's lying. You're the president. He's lying. You can do an executive order. Mm-hmm. You can direct the Department of Justice. But this isn't to do the law. Different. This is. Oh. You can direct Department of Justice to do something. Jeff Sessions, if we all can remember, who leads the Department of Justice, who's the highest ranking law, law enforcement mm-hmm. officer in the war, in the country, mm-hmm. he credit, credit Scott King came out and wrote a letter saying, please don't ever appoint this person mm-hmm. into any position that has Power. this type of authority mm-hmm. because of his racism. Mm-hmm. These people are literally, it's almost like a, an ethnic cleansing of our country. Yeah, I would agree. What really just, first of all, it's not a law, it's a policy. <laughs> so it's something that can't, there is something that can be done. You can stop it. Um, secondly, the people crossing the border are seeking asylum. 
You know what I mean? And this being the, the land of the free, the home of the brave, why are we not even trying to find out what it is these people are running from? Like how bad their situation is in their countries that they are seeking asylum here. No, we're, we're, they, they're coming across the border illegally, granted, but then you just throw them in jail and rip their children from you know their mother's breast. Like that is the most, ha- I do not know how these people sleep at night. Mm-hmm. I truly don't. I, I, I have a very difficult you know, um, I have a difficult relationship with karma, but Lord have mercy. I hope it comes for everybody in this oh. administration because they are soulless fucking demons. And even the, uh, the lady in the, what's her name? Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, that cunt. <laughs> she gives no fucks about anything affecting anybody in this country other than Trump. And she Sounds is, and, she, and she's a mother. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't understand how somebody who was actually given birth and has their own child can see the images of children needing physical content. They mm-hmm. need their parents. They need to see the, the recognition of somebody that they know and not be touched by it. I understand, you know, professional integrity and, you know, keeping the, the, the stone face, but where are we going to see a crack in the facade from this bitch? Mm-hmm. Like she, <laughs> and like, two thousand kids is a lot of kids. That's a lot, and you know what? Be Thirty thousand by the end of what, August. What really bothers me is there is just so much. There's so much opportunity here for displacement, and also there was like some kind of a sheriff who was accused of of molesting a four year old kid who's in one of these um, detention centers. Like this is fucking crazy. Yeah, this is America. No so people, me, no. people, be responsible when you vote. Be, you know, make sure that I can't wait to see what happens with um, when Gavin Newsom becomes the um, the governor. Because what I'm concerned about do the do the governors in California or in these states have any control over their borders? Mm. Oh, but that's federal, right? No, it's federal. Yeah, yeah. It's really sad. Well, anyway, people, please make sure that you are following this and stay in touch with what's really happening in the world. I think that it's great that social media has us captivated by this rapper and this girl and this booty and this, that, and whatever. But people do not lose sight of what's happening around you because the fact that these kids are there. And remember that immigration isn't just Mexican or Asian. It's everything that's Uh not American. Mm -hmm. You're an immigrant. I am an immigrant. I am a landed immigrant. That is my title. I have a green card. And the reason why I have chosen not to get naturalized is because... God forbid my mom passes away. If I was naturalized, the IRS would have 40, would be able to take 40% of her estate. This is a woman who barely ever steps foot on, uh, on American soil and the IRS would be able to take 40% of her fucking estate. No, thank you. I'm sorry. I will stay a green card holder. You know what's so crazy is the things that are the most difficult for our government to figure out are the things that don't make us a lot of money. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oil, they'll mm-hmm. figure that shit out. Uh-huh. Weapons, they'll figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Money, drugs, drugs, they'll figure Weed, that shit yeah. out. Mm-hmm. But they won't figure out immigration. Mm-hmm. They won't figure out abortion. Healthcare. Abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that shit. That's not gonna make them any money. Right. Crazy. You know what I can't stand about anti-abortionists? Like how they're just they're they're just so heartless. N- no, no, not no, heartless. heartless. They're always talking about oh pro-life and this, that, the other, whatever. Let's talk about all the kids that are in foster care. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, are you trying to raise them? No. Fuck out of here. Mm. Let a woman do what she wants to do with her body. I'm good. Love her body, joy. her choice. Fuck out of here. All right, folks. Well, listen, we don't want to leave on such a sad note, but this is America. Mm-hmm. This is the country that you live in. This is this. And it's our responsibility to make changes. So exactly. find out who your representatives are and just call them up like you call a homie and be like, what are you doing tonight? Yeah. What up, though? 
Say it just like that. What up, though? That's how you reel them in. All right. We out. Bye, everybody.